0: Show your love of West Coast Swing and support the show with some stylish new swag. We have men's tees and women's tees and tanks with our logo, 100% swing content, and I love hashtag apple pie. Just go to the naked truth forward slash store to buy yours today. We can ship it to you or we can get it to you at an upcoming event. Again, that's the naked truth, forward slash store.
1: This episode of The Naked Truth is brought to you by City of Angels, LA's premier West Coast swing event.
0: Join us April 11th to the 14th in sunny Los Angeles, California, for a weekend of workshops, competition, and social dancing with some of the best instructors, DJs, and dancers around, including Jordan and Tatiana, Ben and Victoria, Kyle and Sarah, Benji Schwimmer, and yours truly.
1: Competitions include Jack and Jill, Strictly Swing, Rising Star, Classic, and Showcase. And you'll get to see special performances by Jordan and Tatiana and the JT Swing team.
0: Early bird passes are available until March 31st and include Friday night's glow party, a Saturday night breakfast buffet, and a limited edition t-shirt.
1: And our listeners can get $10 off a weekend pass by going to thenakedtruthwcs.com forward slash COA. That's thenakedtruthwcs.com forward slash COA, as in City of Angels. Don't miss
0: out on all the fun. Buy your passes today.
1: And now, on with the show. Welcome to The Naked Truth, real talk about West Coast Swing. My name is Eric.
0: And I'm Deborah. And today, we have a four-time U.S. Open champion and a Dallas Dance Hall of Fame recipient. She has earned a multitude of championship titles from around the country, though she retired from competitions in 2010. During her competition days, she was also involved in the music, becoming a renowned DJ on the circuit. She has mentored several DJs that are currently DJing on the West Coast Circuit, and she has been doing a DJ workshop for the last few years, offering it here in the U.S. as far as away as Melbourne, Australia. She was also the founder and director of ACC, America's Classic Swing Dance Championships, which ran from 1991 until 2014. In 2004, she founded ANSI, America's Amateur National Championships Events Tour, providing an arena for novice and intermediate level dancers to hone their competition skills. And in 2009, she founded Global Swing DJs, an association formed and consisting of DJs from around the world. Based in dallas Fort Worth, Texas area, please welcome to the show Miss Late Night Chair Peden. Hello. Hello. Thank you so much for being with us. You're welcome. So we always start with the same first question. So I'm going to ask you, Chair, how and when did you get started in West Coast Swing?
2: Oh, my gosh. Uh, That was back probably 1980. Okay. Uh, I had gotten a divorce. Excellent. (laughs) My girlfriend. Remember Maggie Blackwood? Yes. Back in the day. All right. Mm -hmm. So she took me to a club. And I saw the dance for the first time. And I said, I got to do it. I mean, I got to. And so I did. I started and- taking lessons and that was it.
0: And this was in Dallas, though, yes? Fort Worth. Fort Worth. Mm-hmm. So would you say when you saw what the dance that we think was West Coast Swing, did you see West Coast Swing? Or were you looking at Dallas Push?
2: I was looking at Push. Yeah.
0: yeah. Okay. Which then soon... Turned you on to West Coast Swing. West Coast Swing.
2: Mm-hmm. Right. So it was Push and the Whip, you know, the right. Houston Whip.
0: Mm-hmm. And who did you
1: learn from or who really influenced you in those early days?
2: Uh, Chuck Prickett was my first instructor, and then Terry Rippa.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: Um, and then after that, it was Mario. Yeah. Mario was probably my biggest influence. He could talk to me and I could understand without getting technical.
1: <laughs> <laughs> right.
2: <laughs> talk to me technical and I didn't understand what they were talking about. Yeah. And Mario being a Latino and me being a Latina, mm-hmm. uh, I, it just worked for me.
1: Yeah. That's great. At what point did you become a DJ? How did that happen?
2: Uh, I was thinking about retiring from competition. And this is master's division. This is no I mean, when you say champion, let's get real. It wasn't classic or showcase masters. Mm
0: -hmm.
2: (laughs) I knew I was going to start retiring. So I was always interested in the music
0: Mm -hmm.
2: and Mario used to cut my music and a guy named Michael O'Brien. I don't know if y'all remember them or you do Deborah. Remember Mm -hmm. Michael? Mm -hmm. Um, And I was fascinated with that. So Mario kind of said, well, just look and don't ask questions Mm -hmm. because he doesn't like to be bothered when he's cutting music. Mm -hmm. And so I did, and I got a program, and I've been doing it ever since. I'm pretty good at it, actually.
0: You're actually (laughs) great at cutting music. I would say you're one of the top. (laughs) As you know, yes. Yes, you've cut my music for me and Michael. Yeah, Mm -hmm. for sure. You do a great job. Um, So, you know, you were an ED of the very successful America's Classic Championships for 13 years. What made you decide to give it up after, you know, so much success? And why did you choose not to sell it and rather make it a defunct event
2: uh probably because i'm a type a personality and Mm -hmm. i don't think anybody could run acc like i could Mm. successfully Mm -hmm. also with all the new things that we did like the you know the maxi the trophy and the antsy and uh, we had a lot of firsts paying Mm -hmm. the pros rather than How many attended their classes but paying them a flat fee? and you were there, Deborah.
0: Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm. We did
2: that at the Hilton. Um just too many things that I think I contributed, or Mm -hmm. Thomas and I contributed. And I just I was You didn't feel
0: comfortable giving it into the hands of anyone else. No, I take care of your baby.
2: No. Because like I said, I'm a type A personality and I just don't think anybody can do it as well as I can. (laughs) Isn't that awful? That's a horrible thing to tell people. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Seriously. Um, No, you actually you you ran a really tight ship. You did a beautiful job in running a uh, very well organized, um, classy uh, first time. You you were first of everything. You were the first for insta scoring as well. Mm hmm. The first people to do instant um, scores. Uh, So I'm not mad at you that you um, decided not to give it to anyone. I'm sad that the event's not around anymore because it was a great event.
2: Yeah, it was, and it wasn't 13 years; it was 24. No, well, 13 is ACC. Right, right. That's before that exactly. right. Because
0: before yeah. that, it was Texas Classic, right? Right, right. So that I should I stand corrected. I should have said started as um, Texas Classic and then morphed into America's Classic Championships. Right. So oh, you're right. It is 26, but 13 is ACC. So I stands corrected. I'm so sorry. <laughs>
2: don't be <mad> at me. <laughs> Please, girl. You mad at me? No. Uh-uh.
1: So for the last few years, you've been uh, doing this DJ workshop. And you've mentored lots of DJs that are on the West Coast Swing Circuit. I still
2: do. I teach DJing. Or I don't teach. You can't teach DJing. I mentor <laughs> right. DJs via Skype. Right. And I do that several days a week. And I work with DJs around the world.
1: Yeah. And that's great. I've been doing
2: that for about four. This is three. This is my third year.
1: Yeah. So I'm curious what kind of advice or how you how do you approach mentoring people to become DJs? Because you've mentored some of our greatest DJs on the circuit. Mm -hmm.
2: You know, you first I think. What I've told the DJs is or ask them, I always ask a question first. Who are you Mm. and what do you want to play for me? Mm -hmm. Their first question should be, can I watch you dance? And they Mm. don't. Mm. So I tell them, play a song and I'll dance for you. And am I enjoying the dance or am I not? Mm -hmm. That's my very first five minutes. Mm-hmm. Most of the DJs that I work with have absolutely no clue. They can't read the dancer. They don't know about the music. They don't know about the basics of West Coast swing because everything is so lyrical right now. You mm-hmm. know, I remember Michael Norris used to say, "Can you play something where I can move my feet?" Right, right. Take, The second step doesn't take ten minutes. I right. agree with that. Right. <laughs> I don't. You know, seriously, can you see Leanne? One. And then you're mm-hmm. having a full conversation, then two, and right, you're right, right. another conversation and three. Where's the hell? Where the hell is the triple step?
0: Oh my god, that's a long dance.
2: Seriously, <laughs> exactly. And boring. Yeah. Remember when Mario used to say, if you turn off the music and watch the video,
0: can you see what you
2: can't identify the dance and it's not West Coast Swing.
0: Right, 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 right.
2: I totally agree with that.
0: So
1: what kind of what kind of observations do you encourage dJs to make? what do they what do you tell them to look for to see if they're really if the dancers are really grabbing onto the music?
2: The first thing they have to pick in a song is the energy. Mm-hmm. If the song has no energy and I, that has nothing to do with speed, correct and i and the analogy I give them is when you're driving down the road and a song comes on that's got that kind of energy, your foot gets real heavy, and pretty soon the cops behind you are going to give you a ticket. That's mm-hmm. energy. Mm-hmm. You can't do that to every song. You can enjoy every song, but the right. song has to have energy. Right. You have to distinguish the energy for late night and for daytime it's, and competitions. Competition has to have kick-ass energy music.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And, and there's plenty of it in blues, pop jazz. I don't care what you play R and B soul.
0: What do you feel about the people using the statement? Um, Like, you know, old music. You know, I I try to tell people that music has no age. Good music is good music. It is. Right. And there's a lot of people that like to use the terminology, well, that song's old. Um, And I feel like it's not old, it's good.
2: Well, I think a lot of, you know, (laughs) I'm going to get in trouble here. No, you're not.
0: We're we're (laughs) on the naked truth. I'm just saying,
2: you know, if the song is good and West Coast swingable. Mm Mm-hmm. Now, if you hear it over and over at 5,000 times, okay, it's boring. Right. But a lot of the dancers coming up right now can't dance to good music. Mm-hmm. The only thing that I see that they can dance to is lyrical.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: That's not West Coast Swing. I see guys mm-hmm. bringing women in on one and then coming in with them. You know, it's okay. like, get the hell out of my way. What are you right. doing? You brought me in on one and then you're going to freaking make me look awful by stepping on my feet? Mm -hmm. You know, stuff like that. I just just don't get it. And I know that the pros that are out right now, I'm talking about the champion pros. I'm not talking about the pros. Mm -hmm. The champions will always be around. Why? Because they know their basics. Mm -hmm. And if they mess up, they fall back on the basic. Mm -hmm. Some of the pros and I don't even know all stars or whatever. They don't know how to fall back into the basic and get back in there.
1: Right. Do you think the evolution of the dance has been driven just by like, why do you think lyrical music has been more popular? Why do you think the style of dancing that you're seeing has been more prevalent lately? Is it solely the music? Lazy. Lazy.
2: (laughs) Dancers not wanting to study their craft. Hmm. There was a video that Robert Royston put out about six months ago, and he said, all these dancers come to him and say, how can I get better? But they don't work on their craft. They don't go to the workshops. And he's saying, Mm -hmm. go to every workshop that you can. Most of them are free. And
0: Mm -hmm. you guys
2: don't want to work on that. So you're never going to get anywhere. And I think it's pure laziness or arrogance. They think they're too good, and they're absolutely not. And I love them all, but they're not any good. Wouldn't you also say, though,
0: I mean, and of course I get different answers with this question, But wouldn't you also say that it's also the responsibility of good DJs to educate the masses of what good music is?
2: Absolutely. Okay. I don't think the DJs are appreciated enough. You know, you have guys that will DJ a West Coast swing event for a weekend ticket. You know, you get what you pay for. If that's all you can afford, then the dancers shouldn't be expecting great comp music.
0: Or great social music. Or social
2: music for that. You know, they're going to go to bed early.
0: Right. That makes complete sense. Well, do you think that we have DJs that are around today that um, are really talented and learned in picking great music but aren't hired enough because there are people out there that are offering their services basically for a ticket?
2: Yeah. There's a lot of. Good talent out there.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: You know, a lot of the DJs that I work with, uh, uh, several of them are, are out there. But the ones that I work with, their question is, how do I get started? Mm-hmm. I'm like, what I see is you have to give your services away free, which hurts the great DJs. Right. right? You know, so I, I don't know.
0: You don't see a solution?
2: I see a solution. I think. That if you want great music and a great DJ, Mm -hmm. put the money out there. They're worth it. They're either going to make or break your event. You know, pros have it easy in my mind. And this is not a a cut. But they come in and do a one-hour workshop. After that, they're doing their privates. And they get Mm -hmm. paid very well. A DJ comes in and puts in 14 hours Mm -hmm. a day if there's contests involved. Mm-hmm. through two or three in the morning and they're lucky to get $500 and then and then the event director is bitching about a room seriously you want me to DJ in the what the parking lot Right, right. <laughs> I mean I gotta have a room to be there you know okay. what I'm saying and and I just don't think that the, the good DJs are appreciated and they Which, work their asses off
0: I could say the same thing about <clears throat> Good judges and good instructors. I feel like, yeah, I feel like we have an an epidemic going on right now where, Mm -hmm. you know, there are lots of us that really work hard to perfect our craft and people don't want to pay what we're worth. So they hire other people who are cheaper and then diminish the integrity of an event because of that.
2: Yeah, totally.
0: I'm glad you agree with that.
2: I do agree with that. Um, there's a lot of things that I'm mm. not happy with here lately, but, and mm-hmm. I'm not on the circuit anymore, so I feel Ooh. free that I can talk all this shit, <laughs> <laughs> because I'm not going to get in trouble.
0: You should be able to, yeah, say what you want.
1: Well, then, since we're talking about it, what do you think of the state of events? You know, there's so many of them right now.
2: Well, um, I think the de here I go, of the divisions is terrible. Same okay. So to me, the needs of the few are far outweighing the needs of the many. Right. I have a lot of dancers that talk to me and they're like, we're not going to do a Jack and Jill. I don't want to dance with a child or a guy may not want to dance with another guy or a woman doesn't want to dance with another woman. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think to be forced to do that because the World Swing Dance Council and what are they about these days? You know, the points Mm -hmm. Just because you're an all-star doesn't mean anything, really. You got the number of points, but if you go to enough events, you're going to build all kinds of points. Shit, you might as well be a champion. Right. You know, seriously.
1: Before we get to WSDC, would you say that the majority of dancers that you know are not comfortable with dancing with somebody of the same gender?
2: A lot of them don't like it.
1: I know a lot of them, but you know, you said earlier, and I agree with you, that we should not be catering to the needs of a few at the expense of the majority. And Mm -hmm. I'm not convinced that the majority are uncomfortable dancing. I would say the people who are uncomfortable might also be a minority. So how do we reconcile?
2: Well, I think I'll disagree with you there, Eric, because I look at pretty much every event. I record every song of every event that's Mm -hmm. being streamed. And I don't know if you've noticed, but the Jack and Jill numbers are down. The only one that seems to be consistent right now, Is Dave Moldover. He's got a huge number of everything. But when I look at uh, what was the one that just happened? Um, Well, I shouldn't be naming names. Anyway, the numbers are down is all I'm saying.
1: There's some events, at least out here on the West Coast that are growing.
2: Well, they may be, but that's the West Coast. You know, you have three other time zones. Sure, sure. So I'm just saying, if I look at the events, uh, and one just happened very recently, and there was, what, two heats of novice? Mm-hmm. Really? I remember when there were eight heats of novice.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But do we know why they're getting smaller? Is overall attendance I know going why down? the
2: masters are getting smaller. They don't like the rule changes. Yeah. And they're well, the ones that have the money. I yeah, mean, I, if you look I, at it.
0: Yeah, right. we just talked about this in our early last week's uh, podcast about you know, mm-hmm. how masters have disposable income and we kind of give them, they're an afterthought and, mm-hmm. you know, and, I, and I'm trying to be an advocate of masters right now and trying to help them have a voice. Um, But since we're on the whole, you know, world swing dance council thing,
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know, how do you feel about world swing dance council imposing their views on how competitions should or should not be run? I mean, after all the world swing dance council was just a place to sanction events, to track points.
2: Right. I think they've, way overstepped their boundaries, you know, and I don't think, I don't think world swing dance council is needed anymore. You know, it's gotten way out of hand. Mm -hmm. The levels, I mean, you have newcomer and then you have newcomer, newcomer, and then you have novice (laughs) one, two, three, and four, you have Mm -hmm. advanced four, five, and six. What the hell? Right. You know, back in the day you had novice and advanced. I mean, that was it. Open. Mm -hmm. Right. So, if you won state, and I'm talking about 30 years ago, and that was a novice dancer who won state, you mm-hmm. were open, and people screamed, "Open!" Right.
1: Well, wasn't so, the idea behind the levels though to ensure that people were dancing with their peers? So, for instance, like Deborah, we've talked about how originally when you separated novice from open or advanced, that you know it was to let the people at the top shine and for new dancers, not just to be jumping in the pool with them. Right. And so over the years, we've created all these different levels to sort of separate out people into their respective competency level. In theory, I agree with you that the points. There's too don't. many
2: levels. Mm-hmm. If they want to make their dance better, they need to go to the classes or get a pro or whatever. Sure. To teach them. They used to be back in the day, small groups where we'd all meet at somebody's house and we'd work together. Right. You no, know, we may probably be teaching each other wrong, but at least we we're working <laughs> on something. You know right. what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, It, days, days, it just doesn't happen. So you yeah. add a level because the levels like newcomer doesn't want to be a novice. Why not? You stay a novice until somebody graduates you. Right. I, I think it ought to be simple.
1: Well, then that's not so much about. I agree with you. I think that's not so much about levels so much as how we tell people they're ready for the next level. And currently we say it's number of points, which, like you said, if I go to enough events, I get enough points. It doesn't mean that I'm actually ready. So I feel like the points are more of the problem than the levels per se.
2: I Um, I totally agree with that.
1: And I agree with you that the the World Swing Dance Council is now just it's dominating in a not healthy way. It's
2: dominating and it's really not offering anything. Well, exactly. they, or levels. Or the like, a couple of years ago, they separated it, so they rearranged the points. Right. Uh, that, uh, what is all that? But so so me as a trained,
0: you know, dancer. You know, if I go to dance class, there's beginner, intermediate, and advanced, and that's it. You know, sometimes they have advanced beginner, which I think is ridiculous. What is an advance What is an advanced beginner? Seriously. You're the beginner, <laughs> intermediate, or advanced, and then after advanced becomes professional level classes. Right. Mm-hmm. But, but I mean, there's no such, I have What does that mean? But now we have not newcomer, novice, intermediate, advanced, all-stars. She, I mean, come on.
2: Seriously. Seriously sophisticated masters. Master. I don't know what silver, what the hell? You're asking yes. you, please yeah. stop. And, and sophisticated instructors and- have, a, have difficulty in providing enough time for all these levels, which takes away from the social dance time. Right. So there's another dilemma that, People don't want to go because they they don't want to sit for five hours in a contest Mm -hmm. and have no social dancing.
1: Well, at the same time, a lot of events have arisen and grown because there are an increasing number of people who want to compete and want opportunities to compete. So I feel like event directors are just responding to a growing demand for competition. So while I agree with you that I think too many competitions detracts from the quality time I get just to social dance and mm-hmm. hang out with people. Mm-hmm. I also understand why event directors choose to offer so many contests or why they might want so many levels um, or divisions. Um,
2: well, I can only speak for when I had ACC, mm-hmm. you know, initially we had the Jack and Jill's on Friday, which that's right. all that, you know, that's when they were run. And then on Saturdays we had the, uh, well, the strictly swing came to be later. I don't know mm-hmm. when the Strictly swing came in, But then it was classic and showcase and cabaret. Right. Right. And then the rest of it was, you know, social dancing. As ACC grew, and I'm only talking about ACC because that's what I know. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, then we had novice. I mean, newcomer. Then we had novice. Then we had intermediate. Then we had advanced. Then we had Mm -hmm. all-star. Then we had masters. That's six different divisions. Right. That can be compressed into three. And remember that master's
0: level is not a um, it's it's not not a skill level. It's It's not a level. It's a division. Yeah, it's It's an an age level. Right. Like sophisticated. sophisticated. Right. Right. There are masters now who want to have their division leveled. You know, they want to have like newcomer masters and, you know, intermediate masters and, and all that stuff. And and I mean, I think it's a good idea, but we can't do it at events. There's just not enough time.
2: No, then you have fifteen contests, and that's just right. Jack and Jill. What the hell? What happens with Strictly Swing? Right, you know, it's crazy. It's just crazy. And so, for every Jack and Jill dancer, there's a dollar to be paid.
0: So don't you think I'm that trying they're trying to
2: figure out what the World Swing Dance Council is doing with all that damn money?
0: Yeah, we've been trying to figure that out.
2: <laughs> I mean, I'm. You know, I love Danny and I love Annie and all that, but I really, really don't understand World Swing Dance Council anymore, and their point system is just out of control
1: so if you were if you were still running an event or or if you were advising event directors what what's the alternative? I mean, do you tell event directors, hey, just don't offer as many divisions because they're again, they're responding to people who are driven by the point system are expecting to have a division where they can compete and shine. Right. I mean, if we just put everybody back into the pool again, all in the same pool, we just had like novice advanced and champion. there gonna be a lot of people who are pissed off about that because they don't get a chance to compete fairly.
2: Well, they should, you know, first off, is there a dozen champions in the, in the world? Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, seriously, the rest are calling, they're calling themselves champions, which is diminishing the value of a real champion. They're pros. Mm -hmm. Or I even hesitate to do that. You know, are they pros? (laughs) Mm -hmm. I don't know, but whatever.
1: (laughs) They make money from dance, so they're pros.
2: (laughs) But that doesn't make them a champion. Sure. Right. A champion has legitimate reasons to call themselves champions. They earned it. Sure. And for I, I hate when these invitationals come along. Invitational Jack and Jill champion? What? No, it's not. Mm-hmm.
0: Right. Or or invitational, and then there are uh, professionals who invite themselves in and question why they're not um, invited in. And I'm like, do you invite yourself to a wedding? <laughs>
2: Seriously?
0: I well, to be
1: fair, invitational doesn't say who's giving the invite, so <laughs>
2: <laughs> they call it champion invitation. They shouldn't do that because it's not right. That's all I'm saying. And I've been fighting that for four years and I finally left nasty. When I closed the event down, that was it. Yeah, I was tired of fighting.
1: So what would you like to see become of World Swing Dance Council? Do you think there's a way to reform it? Do you think there's a way to change the system? What do you what's your grand vision of what you'd like to see?
2: I think right now the world swing dance council is so accepted by so many around the world. Mm -hmm. It's a mess. I don't know if it can be fixed. I think somebody needs to just start something brand new that
0: kind of meets more
2: the needs.
0: Wouldn't you say though, it would be a great idea for the world swing dance council to, you know, change their image, what, what people think of them to take the money that they have and say, um, Get numbers uh, for events. Give money to events to pay judges uh, more, to pay for scoring uh, systems, or but you're not
2: changing the system.
1: It's true. You're changing
0: their
2: brand about fixing a problem. Mm -hmm. Right. Paying the judges is not fixing a problem. Mm -hmm. So I think another association needs to be started. If it were me, I'd start another association. Mm Hmm that met more the needs that was more of the community for the community today. Right. And let the world swing dance council do what they want to do.
1: What would that, that what would that association look like? How would it be different?
2: Uh, I'd have to give it thought, Eric. I yeah. haven't been giving that thought, <laughs> but I think a new association, which also allowed the, the world events mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. be a part of that. Um, which is, you know, more fair, because if they come into the United States to events and they don't have points, you know, they're thrown into what newcomer or whatever. Right. And some of them are really damn good dancers.
0: Well, the mm-hmm. European events are part of the World Swing Dance Council. Their points are tracked as well.
2: OK, well, I'm just saying build another association mm-hmm. that does include all events around. Right. The world, But it mm-hmm. needs to be something that's more fitting to today's. Needs needs. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think world swing dance council is totally outdated and everybody's gotten so used to the points that they pay attention to their points and they're not paying attention to their dance. Mm -hmm. The dance has become secondary to points. Well,
0: and also the world swing dance council imposes, um, like rules. Like if you don't do exactly what they say, then they, they fine you. They
2: finally like, I didn't know that. What is what is that? A new rule? Well,
1: no, it's been no. around for a few years now.
2: Yeah, like if you. Well, I've been you know, gone a few years, so what, is it <laughs> what? What is it?
1: Their rules are it no is- longer their their guidelines are not guidelines anymore. They are rules, and if you do not, if you are a WSDC sanctioned event and you do not stick to their rules, they will penalize you financially.
0: Yeah, and if you break the rules, you will you will get fined. Well, that's
2: what I'm saying. So have another association Mm -hmm. that's more in keeping with today's needs, and you don't need the World Swing Dance Council. I'm not going to tell. Nobody's going to tell me how to run my event. Right? It's just not going to happen. And you know that. That's just my personality, (laughs) (laughs) right? Well, and I think it's great to to,
0: you know, stand up for something.
2: Well, I'm just saying. I think another association won't get in the way of World Swing Dance Council. But would have, you know, new thoughts, whatever. There's plenty of room for two associations, isn't there? Mm-hmm.
1: Yes and no, in the sense that I think it would be a real challenge for a competitor to Decide. become competitive. Because no, I don't. so many people are so oriented towards WSDC and getting their points. That I think it would be challenging to get another competing system and get event directors to adopt it when people are going to events for their points from WSCC. Well, SCC. but
2: you know, if a new association came in and say awarded the novice one from each level mm-hmm. monetarily mm-hmm. or a trophy or recognize them in some way. We all like that. Right. Right now, you know, you're paying into the World Swing Dance Council. You're not getting anything for it. Points? No, nah, at the end of the year, nobody is, I don't know. I just think that if you award somebody like NASTY does, you know, they're giving out some good bucks at the end of the year.
1: Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, that's true. I think, I think you make a good point that if there was the right reward or incentive, um, that more people would be
0: drawn to it. Maybe. Yeah,
2: Maybe, but I just think it's time.
0: Hmm. I'm still not sure why people are so drawn to World Swing Dance Council.
2: Because they don't have to work on their dance. If
0: mm-hmm. they attend
2: enough events, they'll get their points. Right. I mean, have you seen the contest recently? It's <laughs> um, terrible Seriously, it's sad. Yes.
1: I would also say it's just the status quo. So you have... One, it's the only thing around, and two, you have a lot of people who are coming in, and that's mm-hmm. what they know. That's what they right. think. This is mm-hmm. all about is competing, mm-hmm. getting points, getting recognition, and moving up the levels. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of the nature of the scene now that everybody everybody wants to be all star. Um, right. And the other thing well, too, in the
2: day, everybody wanted to work on their dance and do a routine,
1: right? right. Win yeah.
2: classic or win showcase. That's mm-hmm. true. That was the goal. Yeah. Today it's all points, man. Oh, dude. Then and today they run into a brick wall, then they leave. And today you don't
0: even have to win classic or showcase to get hired. I mean, now yeah. if you if you're a partnership and you you know in the top ten of you know uh, at the open or just you know on the circuit, like they see you competing in classic or showcase, not even knowing if they're good instructors or not. Exactly, they, they get hired. hired. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Yeah, well,
1: that's another. Sad. That's another question for you, Chair. Which is, Nasdi has kind of has changed over the years, and and they're undergoing some changes now. I think to try and regain some of the the, the value that they used to have, well, the, prestige. the prestige. Yeah,
0: mm-hmm.
1: Um, mm-hmm. but like you were saying, Deborah, uh, routines mm. don't hold the same weight that they used to. No, nope. I'm curious what you think about Nasdi and and how it's changed and how it might evolve to regain its foothold.
2: Well, you know, ACC was one of the original nasty events. Mm-hmm. And you're right. It totally changed. Uh, the reason for it uh, was to, uh, to give incentive to the champion dancers to attend 12 events.
0: Right, right.
2: 12 nasty events. And we wanted them all to come to each event. Mm-hmm. That didn't work. It just didn't. Uh, some of, some of the events could pay good prize money. Some events couldn't, there was no consistency Mm -hmm. across the 12 events. Right. Mm -hmm. It was just a mess. (laughs) Well, seriously, I think they're working hard to figure out how, Mm -hmm. you know, to, to be more
0: incentivized, you know, but
2: you know, they, they pay through the bananas Yeah. Mm -hmm. and I don't, I don't know. That, you know, I'm out of the, that game anymore, but it was frustrating when I was there because seriously, you have 12 events that are trying to give their best to the pros and to their dance communities, their respective dance communities, and it's just there's something missing because the prestige is not there anymore. Do you and think that's should, because be, I don't know? Do you think it's
0: because of the fact that we, you know, technology has brought Um, the dance to the masses in a way that that is different than how the dance was brought to the masses. Now people go on YouTube and they see videos, 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 and they see people that are great and people that aren't so great, but they're all on YouTube. Mm -hmm. So it kind of diminishes, you know, the work that some people put in for the dance and and the work that others don't put in for their dance. And I think, you know, NASD was originally, you know, developed so that, like you said, more people who work on their craft of classic and showcase would travel to these 12 events. Cause I know, you know, Robin and I chased, you Mm. know, NASDA. We even went to NASDA events that we weren't hired at because we were, you know, working so hard on our routine and we wanted to do well and we wanted to be that top five couple of NASDA.
2: Well, and I also think that global dance TV, you know, they weren't around back in the day. Right. Right. So the champion dancers that were hired for these events were true champions. Mm hmm. You know, they, you didn't go on YouTube to look at the, the routines. You had to attend the event to see it.
0: Right. Mm-hmm. right.
2: Now, here comes Global Dance TV. You know, people just want to sit and have parties in their house and not worry about it. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I never wanted Global Dance TV, but that was just me. I always thought <laughs> they would hurt the attendance of an event. Mm-hmm. And maybe I'm wrong.
0: I don't know. I guess I think it depends on. How you're offering Global Dance TV, right?
2: So I, you know, I don't know, Deborah. I'm still trying to work. I work on my music two or three hours every single day, and I try and share it with DJs. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, get new music out there. But my music is too fast. You know, at 108 beats a minute, they're running like dogs. they oh my need God, 79
1: that sounds so sad what truth sad
0: I truth know that sounds so ridiculous that 108 beats a minute is considered fast
2: when we right. were dancing 126 back in the day yeah. or even 140 yeah there you go uh, but now it's got to be 72 you know or mm-hmm. 79 or whatever which i don't mind some of the slow dances if you can triple to it right mm-hmm. but when you're just posing and Every dance looks the same to me, you know, the the blues dance should look different than a contemporary dance. Sure. Which right. would look different than an Al Green dance, right, yeah. right, right. the R&B soul. But mm-hmm. the dancers today don't know that, you know, they're all dancing the same dance and shampooing until I'm ready to hand them a jar of conditioner. It's mm-hmm. like, get off of the shampoo already. <laughs> <laughs> And- well, I wish that we could come up with something like some kind of an association that would be up to date, that would be more beneficial to the dance. I mean, right. more loyal to the dance. We're losing our dance seriously. We are, and I thought I was ahead of the times. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm not now I'm behind the times, and mm-hmm. I don't know how that happened.
1: Well, what do you what do you see as the the main culprits? I mean, you've talked about the music but what are the other kind of intervention points for influencing the dance and shifting things back? or shifting them somewhere else.
2: I think, I think with the onset of world swing dance council, I think that was the first thing where things went down. It's been for so long Mm -hmm. and people don't know anything else.
0: Mm
2: -hmm. I I just, I have no ideas. I'd Mm. have to give it a lot of thought.
0: Yeah.
1: We've we've given a lot of thought, too.
2: <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah,
1: <laughs> And we've had There's lots of discussions there. And
2: I think monetarily, it's going to be monetarily. Somebody's going to have to come right. up with some kind of an association. I thought somebody in Europe was talking about it. Mm-hmm. But then that kind of died. And I don't know. But I don't know.
1: Right. So let's shift gears a bit. Um, you've had the privilege of watching uh your daughter, Khalees Key, come up through the ranks and Mm -hmm. uh, be an amazing champion and several time champion. And what can you tell us about what it was like to watch her come up through the ranks and watch her career? What has that been like for you?
2: Oh, I'm, (laughs) I'm a mother. I was proud. I think Mm -hmm. Khalees has incredible talent.
1: Mm-hmm. She went through
2: a phase there where she was ducking and jiving and, grow- and I was like, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> you know, can you get real here? Um, but, you know, everybody goes through that. They're trying to grow their dance and be their own and learn on their own and whatever. And I think Kalisa's have has a great career.
0: Mm-hmm. You
2: know, I know it's tiring. She's raised two boys. Uh, mm-hmm. Her knees are for crap. Mm. But, you know, I'm real proud.
0: Yeah, I think it's important for people to know because you know not everyone could know this that uh, Kalise has an unbelievable work ethic when she's getting ready for competition or oh, you know yeah. do, doing routine. She's this uber uber um, hard worker and and she's well, a perfectionist. She's a workaholic. Yes, in she's general a- she's a workaholic. That's yeah. true. Mm-hmm. Um But she's a perfectionist in in you know when she's getting ready for competition and stuff. And I think it's you know. We we were a dying breed. These professionals that work their butts off and take yeah. things very seriously. And um, so uh,
2: I remember back in the day when y'all at the U.S. Open, we're talking about what uh, maybe the late 80s, mid to mid 90s, mm-hmm. where y'all were so supportive of each other. Mm-hmm. Was, you know, you do your routines in front of each other, and you, Mario, Angel, whoever, Calice, Barry. Mm-hmm. All of you, Robert Royston and Lorene,
0: mm-hmm.
2: it was just such camaraderie and it's not there anymore. Mm. You know, Those are hiding their routines. What? Listen, it's been done.
0: <laughs> you're, right.
2: You're still doing a walk, walk, triple step. It's mm-hmm. still one, two, one, two, one, two, you know, but it's just not the same anymore. And I, I hate that. But I think we can learn a thing or two from the shag community. I, I absolutely admire that they admire their roots hmm. Um, and I'd love to have a conversation with somebody, maybe Brenner or Michael or Leanne or somebody mm-hmm. to find out how they are able to do that, because their kids mm-hmm. respect old music and they love the new music as well.
0: Right. I agree with that. So th- this is this is a good segue. So if you could give, you know, our dance community one gem of advice Right now, what would it be?
2: Respect your roots.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Honor the dance.
0: Mm-hmm. Those are good. I like those. Um, and you, of course, you you do believe that we don't need to go backwards. We just need to respect where we came from so we can move forward. Exactly. Right.
2: I mean, if you look at the shag community, they're dancing to new songs. Sure. But they also love dancing to the they're all root songs, right? They love it. Mm-hmm. How do we do that in the West coast swing community? How do we respect each other? I mean, I, I just don't get it. I don't know. And mm-hmm. I'll tell you something. If I was, if today, now knowing Kalise has been in the community, what, 26 years,
0: mm-hmm. I mean, it's mm-hmm. hard to
2: imagine. Mm-hmm. But had today had the, had today been yesterday, I've right. never allowed her to dance in this community. Mm.
1: Never. Mm-hmm. Why is that?
2: I know. Uh, I'm not going to go there with you, Eric. <laughs>
1: <No>. <laughs> I mean, Me seriously though, what, place. what, like, it's, what is so different? It's not that... a good
2: place for a teenager. Sure. Absolutely no way, no how.
1: Let's say when mm-hmm.
2: she came into the dance, she was what 17, underage. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And Mario Rabao, and Angel and Gary Long, those guys, T Rose, they were like her brothers. They mm-hmm. absolutely protected her. Mm-hmm. These days, teenagers are let out there. Go. Mm-hmm. Mm-mm. No, I don't think so.
0: Well, also too, wouldn't you say that you know during that time, like Kalista's time, like teenagers weren't out and about without their parents and they weren't out and about after specific time, after a certain time hit, they were like, okay, now it's time to go to the room.
2: Exactly. I mean, that was Benji Schwimmer with Mm -hmm. all the kids. They -hmm. could dance until whatever, but then it was time to go. Right. You know, today the kids are out there and, and it's just a different atmosphere. It's tough on the kids today. Mm -hmm. You know, Khalees didn't have near the pressure as a teenager that the teenagers today have.
0: I agree with that. So So it's not just in dancing, Hmm?
2: it's not just dance, it's life. It's life. Absolutely.
0: Mm
2: -hmm. Pressures are horrendous.
0: Yeah. I agree with
1: that. So thinking about your own legacy um, and you've sort of transitioned into this DJ mentor uh, over the last few years, but thinking about your whole career in dance, what would you want your legacy to be? What do you want people to remember
0: as your impact? Because you've had a lot of impact on on the community, and not just as a DJ, but in so, on some with, on, right. with we're wearing so many hats. You know, you've been oh. DJ, event director, dancer, competitor. You've been all those hats. Judge, you've done all
2: that. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> 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 you know, you I've haven- always thought of myself as a. Um, I like shaking the bushes, you know, doing things different. I've always mm-hmm. been that way. Mm-hmm. And it's got me in a lot of trouble with mm-hmm. politically within the community, and that's okay because I did what I wanted to do. And right. I thought, that I still think that I've contributed and I don't need anybody giving me an award to tell me that I did, right. I already know I have. Mm-hmm. So I'm good with that. <laughs> So I think
0: you you don't know what your legacies can be yet because you still you you're still offering stuff. That's what I think because you're still mentoring, you know, DJs, and you're on this show, and and you're not just a you're not just a mentor for the community. Like you're a mentor, you know, for people for life. Like I know that I've looked up to you, you know, for a long time in the dance community as like my like my swing mom, like you know. <laughs> Chata was always like the person I'd go to when I needed something or I wasn't feeling right. Or, um, so you're like a swing mom to a lot of us.
2: Yeah. That's I've part of your legacy. I've been yeah. called mom a lot. Um, I, it's just not something I ever give thought to. I mean, you know, we're in our mid seventies now and 80 is going to be right around the corner. And I'm thinking, Oh shit, I'm not ready. I'm not ready to retire. Mm-hmm. Totally. Mm-hmm. Right. When I was traveling around the world DJing, that wore me out. That was just, you know, I was acting like I was 30 and uh, <laughs> it caught up with me. But I'm happy where I'm at. I'd love to see things change and get a little more organized and, and whatever, but I don't know if that's going to happen in my lifetime. Mm-hmm. I hope it does.
0: Yeah, I feel like, you know... Change is always good. It's just the we have to make the right change.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And sometimes we, we don't make the right change. But sometimes you have to make that wrong change to figure out what's right, I think.
2: Well, you know, it's kind of like the kids today. And this is not a negative thing, but it's a thing that I keep in my head. Are different from when we were kids. They're more entitled. They feel more entitled. Mm-hmm. Where we didn't. Mm-hmm. And so I, I almost think it begins in the home, maybe. I don't right. know, I, I I don't know, but something has to happen. Something has to change.
0: I can totally uh, because agree with we've that. We've got a
2: lot of talented dancers out there, a ton of dancers and they're wonderful people, but they need to contribute. They need to give back and not take that so they, much. Yeah. Mm hmm. You know saying if they just contribute, like especially the new ones, they may be able to come up with some great ideas, great mm-hmm. ideas that we can implement to help them as well. They can, they need to help themselves and start thinking about the community rather than just themselves. I said that in a thousand words, but I'm, I'm trying to sort out my brain here.
0: The brain's working just fine. <laughs> yeah.
2: Well, but you know what I'm saying? Just something, I, I, I don't know what it is.
0: Well, maybe if it comes to you, you can be that person to help out.
2: Are you kidding? Girl, you make projects. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, well, you, thank you. you
1: <laughs> <laughs> Put one more thing on your plate.
2: Yeah, right.
1: <laughs> Excellent. Well, thank you so much, Cher.
2: Awesome. I had a great time. Yes, thank yeah. you for being on
0: our show. We appreciate you.
2: <laughs> I love you both. I love you too.
1: Uh, if people want to contact you, what's the best way for them to reach you?
2: Ms. night mm-hmm. five five at Gmail. Perfect. Make sure that late night is the
0: L and the number eight MSL and N
2: eight. Right. Yes.
0: And then N I T E.
2: Right. Five five mm-hmm. at Gmail.
0: Perfect. Perfect. If you want to share your thoughts and reactions with us, you can post a comment on our website, you can respond to our posts on Facebook, or you can share your thoughts in our discussion group on Facebook. You can also email Eric and myself. Anytime through our website, thenakedtruthwcs.com, or through our Facebook page. To get the latest news, you can like our Facebook page, subscribe to our newsletter, follow us on Instagram at thenakedtruthwcs, and follow us on Twitter because we have like what, 20 followers now? I think,
1: I think we're up to like 27. It's very exciting.
0: 27 followers. And the Twitter handle is at nakedtruthwcs. Don't forget, you can subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and a number of other podcast hosting platforms. If you enjoyed this episode, please take a moment to leave us a review on Facebook. And if you're on iTunes, please rate us and give us a review over on iTunes and tell us we're amazing. Thank you so much for joining us. My name is Deborah, And I'm Eric. And that's
2: the Naked Truth. Oh, the words. This is Those live. So Seriously, is this live? Can you edit? Eric? Yes, we'll edit, but I'm leaving
1: <laughs> okay. all of that in. That was great.
0: <laughs> everybody, every time they're on the show, they say something that we think is fantastic and they're like, Oh, you're gonna edit that
2: out. And we're like, uh-huh,
0: we nope. never out No, 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 because <laughs> that's
2: the whole point of the show. It it's is so that actually, it's you so know, it like, can be candid. You know, I've have... listened to everybody was so sweet, like Brandy. She's mm-hmm. so sweet. You know, you just <laughs> love her. And you're she was like- honest too. I mean, yeah, she we, was. I thought we she's great. Yeah, we all just have different
0: delivery on on how we feel about things, and we okay. sh- it should be okay for us to have a, a forum or a venue for us to speak candidly.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, the the show was not meant to you know uh, vilify anyone, or you know it's meant to like bring things to the masses to open up a dialogue.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I understand that, but there are a lot of people. That Mm -hmm. have a lot of great ideas, but they don't have the huevos to talk about it.
0: Sure, I understand that's
2: politically, whatever you know what I'm saying. So I'm like, Well, I was never politically correct anyway, ever. (laughs) Neither
1: that's why why we wanted you on the show, (laughs) right?
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah.